Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you. We're so glad to be a part of your walk with Jesus Christ. Today, we are going to talk about the objective of warfare. We're still in our Intro to Spiritual Warfare segment of basic training. And we're going to talk about why the Godhead expects the believer to engage in spiritual warfare. So before we get into this episode, my beloved is here. And darling, will you open us up in prayer, please? Absolutely. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time before you. This time that we can just experience your presence and your teaching and leading and guiding us through your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, and we we welcome you in, into this place, and wherever that is for, for the listeners as well. And Lord, your word also says that if we have any ought, that we are to forgive. So Lord, we, or in any time that we stand in prayer, we should also forgive. So Lord, we forgive those that have wronged us or spoken ill of us or or cursed us, or said something that we found to be offensive. We forgive and we let them go. And we ask for you to forgive us, Lord. We bind the spirit of offense. And we welcome you into this place, into this teaching, and into all that we are doing in our life. Because our... Our desire is to be pleasing to you and to become conformed to the image of your Son, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. And we thank you and give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the Godhead expects that the believer, also known as the body of Christ, um will enforce the victory that Christ has already won and enforce the blessing in the earth. The Lord also expects the believer to enforce the blessing of the Lord in the world around you, where he placed you, not just the grand earth, but the land and the territory that he set before you. This is the same expectation that he had for man and woman in the Garden of Eden that they would keep the devil out and make the rest of the world look like the garden or bring the garden to the rest of the world. Now, one key point that we want to highlight today is that in order to be effective in enforcing the blessing, which is the reason why the Lord wants us to engage in spiritual warfare, you will need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to take a look at Luke 24, verse 49, to get a a glimpse of why the Lord said that. Uh, Darling, do you have that scripture? Yes. Uh, Luke 24, 49 says, And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Amen. So the Lord when he was giving his instructions before returning to heaven and um, 
he made it very clear and known how important the baptism of the Holy Spirit was. And you see what the Lord called him, the promise of the Father, mm-hmm. which is significant because he being the Messiah, you would think he'd go, I'm, I'm it. But he was looking forward to the Holy Spirit coming and fulfilling his role in ministry in the earth. So that tells us the value that our our Lord placed on it. It tells you the value and importance and significance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our life personally, but also as a warrior of God. So if you have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's very simple. It's the same way that you received salvation. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. It's a promise from the Father, and His Word does not return to Him void. So really, all you need to do is ask the Lord and believe that you receive. Open your mouth and pray whatever words you hear the Holy Spirit praying through you. He's not going to take over you and make you talk like a puppet that's contrary to the um, character of God, but he will inspire you. Don't pay any attention to words that seem like, oh, you're being dumb. This is silly. This is stupid. Why are you paying attention to that? Don't acknowledge those things because that's the adversary trying to talk you out of this gift from the Lord. This promised gift, which you find in Joel 2, Verses 28 and 29. Amen. Uh, if you want, I can read it. Mm-hmm. It says, It will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, mm-hmm. and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Amen. Well, we've been in those days. For For some time. For some time. So Holy Spirit is freely given. He's here. He's waiting for that invitation. To receive him. Amen. And he is present. So whomever asks to receive the baptism and the gift of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Lord, his his answer is already yes. So you don't have to um, be afraid of that. You don't have to be concerned. You just have to receive. And then act in obedience to how the Holy Spirit is inspiring you. And usually it's words that don't sound familiar to you. So, darling, will you pray for the listeners again just to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll move on. Absolutely. Lord, as we just read in your word, you promised us the gift of the Holy Spirit to be clothed with power from on high. Amen. For those that are your children who believe in you through your son, Jesus the Christ. So Lord, we, we ask for all that would believe along mm-hmm. with us, extending their faith towards you and to, rec- to receive mm-hmm. your Holy Spirit from mm-hmm. this prayer. Yes. That you clothe them, baptize them with your Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. with the evidence of speaking in tongues yes. as you Holy Spirit, give them utterance. Amen. Amen, Lord. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord. And glorify. Hallelujah. You and your name, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this precious gift. Yes, Lord. And that because of you, who already, the the fullness of the Godhead that lives and dwells in them, that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Mm -hmm. now with this baptism of the Holy Spirit, to give them the power to accomplish all that you have determined and predestined for them to fulfill on the destiny track for their life. We thank you 
and glorify your name in the precious yes. name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Jesus Almighty name. We receive that. Amen. Amen. Speak with new tongues as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance because you've already received them. If Amen. you asked, you have guaranteed received. So there's no waiting, no need to whom and how about it. It's done. It's finished. In Jesus Almighty name. If you want to read more information or you want to share this with someone else in your life, uh, please go to our website at dayofprayer.org. Um, on the homepage, you'll see in the menu, uh, salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you know someone that has yet to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or salvation and needs some information, go ahead and direct them that way and let them listen to this podcast episode. Um, okay. So we have our springboard scripture, Genesis chapter two, verse 15, and then we're going to look at Genesis chapter one, verses 28 and 29. My darling, can you read that for us, please? All right. Genesis 2.15 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. And Genesis 1.28 says, God blessed them, and God said to them, that is man and woman, for anyone that <laughs> doesn't have a Bible in front of them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. Oh, will you read 29 first? Oh, absolutely. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant-yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which has fruit-yielding seed. It shall be food to you. And 30 continues says and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life i have given every green plant for food and it was so 31 says god saw all that he had made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day amen thank you darling thank you so much for reading that okay so we're gonna have um we're gonna go over our key terms we've got quite a few today we have eight key terms. I had to count really quickly. <laughs> so let's let's start talking about them just because these key terms are going to help us understand um, the language that we're going to use when discussing the objective of warfare. Um, but also, this is how the Lord thinks and speaks as well. Amen. Amen. So the first word we're going to go over is enforce. And that is not two words, but one, to enforce is how that would be used. So to enforce is to occupy the place of spiritual authority that has been given or assigned to you by the Messiah. By the power of the name of Jesus, you can demand that Satan and demonic forces comply with the divine order, rules, and laws that the Father has set by verbalizing by speaking, right? Those limitations and demanding that the devil leave and stop his actions or behaviors. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you are subduing or bringing under authority and rulership or restraining. You're making them subject or some servient mm -hmm. or bringing, I'll say, demonic forces into and under obedience. Amen to what Christ has already said. Amen. So... The, the laws that the Father has set place boundaries around the adversary. 
However, because of how the Lord has delegated authority and he, how he has set up the legal rights and legal, legal authority in the earth, he needs us to verbalize, Amen. to actually say what his limitations are and agree with his limitations and demand that the devil get in line with that. The name of Jesus is, I'll say, the name of Jesus knows what to do. Amen to that. And so <laughs> it, it, it has its own power and its own force. The name of Jesus knows what to do when it's used to enforce mm-hmm. the victory that Christ has already won. Next, we're going to go over instruct. All right, so to instruct is to provide instructions for appropriate behavior and empower the one who is being instructed with power, ability, skill, and the resources to carry out those instructions. So, in other words, you're telling it what to do, or the person, right? You Just like we saw in the example with Adam, you're telling him what to do, him what to do, and then empowering him to do it. Amen. So when the Lord said, have dominion. Cultivate it and keep it. Right. He In that, he gave instruction. And, this, and in this context, we're talking about God instructing. Amen. He empowered Adam to do everything that he said the moment that God spoke those words to him. So Adam had the right, he had the ability, he had the power, he had the skills, he had the resources to carry out that instruction from the Lord. So he was he was occupying, like in the parable of the Minas, right? He says, do business, or some translations will say, occupy until I return. Amen. So the, the command that was given, or the... Um, forward instruction provided their ability to go ahead and do it. He also put some money in their hand, right? Permissions and authority came with that for them to go and do business instead in the place of Mm -hmm. the one who sent them. So our next word is command. So command and instruct are similar but different when we're talking about um, spiritual language and how the Lord speaks and what he means when he's talking and how he's be acting and carrying out his business. So will you tell us about command, honey? Sure. It is to order something or someone to do something or not to do something. The order is not optional. That's the key there. It's mm-hmm. not optional as to whether it should be followed or not. There is a penalty or consequence for not obeying a command or demand. Mm-hmm. So when the Lord said, um, look, Genesis chapter two, verse, verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Um, actually, and let's do 16 first. It says, and the Lord God commanded, there we go. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> the man saying of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. That was the command. And the other part and the additional part of the command as it continues, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you, you shall surely die. So that wasn't optional. God was saying, don't eat it. And because Adam did not take that word that the Lord said as a command and thought, well, well. Well, and, and <laughs> but it also follows the instructions given from Genesis 1, 28 uh, to the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. He was telling him or instructing him about who he is, his role, what he's supposed to do, and mm-hmm. what he has authority over. Those are instructions. Mm-hmm. 
And he he told him he was empowered to do so. Amen. And absolutely, he was empowered to resist eating that tree and empowered to only eat the tree that he was supposed to eat from. So um, when God gives instruction, he always gives ability to go with it. Now, the ability is not separate of him. You, You have to rely on him, but he always gives it because that's the way God operates. That's the way he functions. He caused the trees to go and he grow and he gave them instructions. He told them exactly what to do mm-hmm. and he gave them the ability to do it. And they're still doing it to this day. Amen. Amen. Um, next, we're going to go over authority followed by dominion. All right. So authority is the legal right or power to rule or to have rulership in any particular area, territory or realm. It's the right to subdue those whom you have the legal right to rule or have rulership over. It's God-given. The power to choose or make a decision. The legal right to bind or imprison, to enforce obedience. That's over demonic forces especially, right? Mm-hmm. The It is the right to command or demand. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about biblical spiritual matters here but there is a natural implication to how this applies as well but we're we're staying with the the spiritual side of things and and the kingdom of god when he gave instruction and command he gave authority for adam to enforce what god had already told him tend and keep the garden so when God does things, he doesn't leave it on a cliffhanger. He doesn't leave it dangling. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. The Lord is a finisher, and he's the one who declares the end from the beginning. So just realize that he includes everything that's needed. And sometimes because of how humanity has been trained to rely solely on the five senses, sight, touch, smell, sound, and um, taste, <laughs> we miss the depth of what God is saying when he just says one simple word. We've talked about the manifold wisdom of God, and you're really going to have to um, see beyond your natural senses and hear and listen from listen to Holy Spirit to capture what God is saying. So when he told Adam to, instructed Adam to tend and keep the garden, he also gave him the authority to do that. And Amen. remember, we're enforcing God's laws, if you will, his divine order and rules over the adversary and ourselves. Amen to that. (laughs) Amen. All right, will you go over um, to have dominion? All right. So to have dominion is the use of the legal right of rulership that has been given to you. The action of exercising authority, sovereignty, or governmental control to use the legal right to demand. Okay, so authority was having the right. Amen. And dominion, or to have dominion, is to use that right to enforce. You see how we're building this here? <laughs> we just kind of keep going one by one by one. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's all the Lord and, here. And it comes down to choice as well, right? Mm-hmm. And this may be a little ahead, right? But there's, he says, I've given you the power to bind and to loose, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever you bound will be bind, or bind will be bound in heaven. Mm-hmm. Whatever you loose will be loosed, right? But it all goes off of our choice on the authority that has been given to us. Amen. Another example would be Ezekiel. And this is kind of a, a negative thing, right? Because they had already fallen away due to sin and everything else. And he mm-hmm. gives them four options. You can stay, and he encouraged them to stay. But he said, but those that are destined for the sword will go to the sword. Those to the 
that try to run, that this will happen to them. Those that right, uh, there were consequences to the actions, no already knowing what the people's choices were going to be. Mm-hmm. To their rebellion against exactly. him. Exactly. But he encouraged them, hey, remain with me. I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those that for captivity, they were going to go to captivity. He had already a lot of those things. It was, uh, what are you going to put your faith, hope, and trust in? And are you going to remain with that choice? Exerting that power that I've given you in the choice to make, right? Even mm-hmm. and, and you also see his instruction there as well. He's given them all these same things. It is more of a negative context, mm-hmm. but you still see the consistency with our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. He's always consistent. Absolutely. Always Which, consistent. But it's important for us to recognize those things, especially as we are becoming God's warriors for his end-time army. Amen. Amen. Um, so let's see. We lost my place there for a second. We just covered dominion. So to have dominion is to use the legal right that God gave you. And the example that you gave with Ezekiel was, you know, the natural mind would go to, well, why shouldn't they have run away? The adversary was the enemy, you know, natural um, army was coming. Well, the reason they should not have done that is because they were saying, I don't want to be a part of your kingdom. God's command, Mm -hmm. right, was to stay and then go First of all, dwell in the land and, and, and <laughs> deal, be, deal wisely and be faithful to him. But since amen. they did not, he said, it's time to go to Babylon. So go willingly and you'll be okay. But for the people who decided, nah, I'm not going to take your word. I'm going to try to save myself. They were positioning themselves to be their own God. That's why that was the problem, because amen. they were rebelling against what God had instructed them or commanded them to do. Because they were also empowered to go to Babylon and, and succeed. Daniel and to marry and, and be right, given a marriage to and, plant, and to get lands to exactly. build and to because um, in their prosperity is your prosperity. Amen. Right? So so God had empowered them, and you see Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking in this that God provided for them with His when they obeyed His command and His instruction. They did exactly what the Lord mm-hmm. said would or, happen. They experienced or that. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Yes, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so the next one is territory. All right, territory is the area, that's natural lands or territory, that one has the legal right to exercise authority and or dominion over. Okay, so this has a a terrestrial um, application. It is seen and unseen as well. So territory could be your house, your car, your job, your bank accounts, your street, um, your block, your, your street, neighborhood, your neighborhood, your, wherever you are planted, your and wherever city, your you're state, located, your region. Amen. God will give you the the Province, expanse and Amen. even the nation, Amen. or it could be over a continent, or it could be over the whole earth. Amen. And God will give you the expanse of that, but Absolutely. the definites that you know one hundred percent certain are the ones that your name is on the dotted line of ownership, mm. right? Um, where you live now, territory also. It covers your family. That's a Amen. part of your territory. Not that you own them and you can control them like puppets. That's ungodliness and that's witchcraft. What I'm saying though is because you have a familial connection, the Lord allows you to have spiritual authority, especially over your children as they are um, children in particular, but also as they get older, to not control their actions, but to 
uh, fight against Mm -hmm. and restrain the devil from touching them, from touching their children, from touching their finances, their body, their health, their well-being, whatever you can think of that pertains to life and godliness, because you are their parent, you have, that's your territory. While teaching, training, instructing, enforcing, commanding, right? All those (laughs) things that we've been going over. In and for, on their behalf, I should say. That's right. Have dominion in that area. Absolutely. And when we talk about having dominion, it means using that right of rulership. Remember that. Um, we They're the will ones have... that have been assigned to your care, and that is both naturally and spiritually, right? Absolutely. So, uh, just so for all the listeners to understand, right? They may not be your biological children. They may mm-hmm. be adopted. They may be grown in life, but the Lord mm-hmm. has assigned that one to your care, to teach and train and guide and instruct and pray over and all the rest of it. So understand that in full. Amen. And so that under authority, right, is God-given. Amen. Right? Um, and also just keep this in mind as you are engaging and God is giving you authority or the ability, territory that is not your biological kin, that they do have to grant permission. Amen. They do have to grant permission. And... Um, but however, God knows when all that happens. So you just stay in tune with Holy Spirit and let him guide you. And again, none of this stuff is to make people be your puppets. The devil Absolutely wants to take not. away human will. God does not. He is able to turn a heart, but that heart turns with permission, not with overpowering. And it's turning them towards the Lord. Right. Not, turned... not you. Exactly. Right. Um, okay. That's a key a key distinguishing <laughs> mark. Turn towards the Lord. And if you're on his side, great, then you'll get the benefit. Amen. But if you're not, okay. Um, so let's look at to delegate. All right, to delegate is to entrust someone else with the use or, or, or use of your name and power to carry out tasks on your behalf, to pass responsibility and authority to carry out those tasks on behalf of the one who delegates. Okay. Legally, you may understand this term as power of attorney, attorney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right that's exactly so, right so just just for everybody you know that's that's going through this if you if you have ever given power of attorney or have been given it then you are able to conduct business on behalf of the one who has given it to you mm-hmm. or vice versa amen amen and in the sense of what we're talking about in the kingdom the the messiah who has everything has delegated authority to us and responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's why the Lord expects the believer to engage in spiritual warfare. The Lord has already done the hard part, but he wants us to um, enforce what he's done in our arena. And then exactly. if, you, if you just imagine this, what if you, me, our children, our friends, our family, all the believers of the world started taking their stance and occupying that territory and enforcing the blessing that the Lord has commanded over every area that God has given into their their custody, what would the world look like? It'd be a much different world than what we are. Well, I'll just say it in this way. It'd be heaven on earth. 
Amen. Every every dart. Thy, thy every, kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what it would look like. Amen. And if you occupied your space and I occupied mine, and every one of you occupies what God says, then that would create a shield over all but the entire earth. And every time the adversary came to try to do some some wickedness or some some nonsense, he would find that he's defeated every time. Every time. Versus what we're seeing is the devil just running ruckshod, and believers are biting their nails and going, Lord, come down to earth and save us. And that's not understanding the power, the authority, the command that they have already been given. And not understanding the structure that God has set up. Or how to function within it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But God has a plan. So that's why we are doing this basic training. We're building up our muscles to become spiritual warriors um, or warriors from God. So it's important that we get this strong foundation so we're able to move forward. We're building. We're building. We have two more key terms to go over. We're going to do the blessing and then kingdom of God. And before you uh, go over that for us, honey, um, I just want everyone to know that the blessing is different than a blessing. Those are not to be confused with each other. So the blessing is something specific. Amen. So the blessing is the kingdoms or God's way of doing and being, thinking, acting, operating, and functioning. It includes the rights of dominion and rule of authority bestowed by God through faith in Jesus Christ. It is divine empowerment to carry out and prosper in the thing or area, areas, Mm -hmm. to which God has assigned you. It's the absolute favor of God resting upon and working to help you so you can excel or be elevated to and advance amen amen so a blessing is one time a momentary uh granting a favor or um special aid but the blessing is a lifestyle it is something that is always with you and it's always propelling you forward always always calling you causing you to excel and to succeed and to advance in the thing that God has instructed and empowered you to do. Now, now I love the your choice or use of the word lifestyle because that also denotes that the individual is continuing or remaining walking in that. Mm-hmm. They're not changing or flip-flopped, if you will, but they are diligent and consistent in that thing. Amen. Amen. Or in that way of life, I should say. Amen. Amen. Um, we're not going to go over it right now, but you can read over this in your personal time. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 is a verbal description and articulation of the blessing. And if you remember, the blessing is what Isaac inherited. It wasn't just the land and the things because other people got stuff. But the blessing, which was that that ability, that anointing to prosper and to be elevated and to advance is what Isaac truly God. And that was what Jacob salivated over when... (laughs) Over Esau. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Esau was like, oh, I don't care about that. It's something I can't see it. You know, I can eat today, but I can't see this quote unquote blessing, the blessing. Mm -hmm. I can't see that. But Jacob could see it. It was on the inside of him. And he wanted that blessing. And, And whether it is that blessing or it is the blessings, like things like land and all that, it all comes through the key part of that, which is that God will be your God and you will be his people. 
Amen. Amen. And that's God, the first and foremost thing. Absolutely. And God wants us to move from a place of just getting one blessing here and a sprinkle of of a blessing there and a little, you know, you go 50 years in the desert and don't see anything. And then another blessing he's talking about living in this kind of divine favor and this kingdom way of doing and being thinking and acting. Okay. So last, uh, definition, the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is the divine order rules, structure, governmental system and laws that the father has set as the way he wants things to be carried out. It includes the sovereignty of God. It is the provision and care set forth by the Heavenly Father. The kingdom includes the fullness of the Godhead himself, his created things that have remained in their heavenly abode that he set for them, and those whose names that are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. And then you can take a look at Revelation 12, verse 10, um, to look at that. And the blessing, remember, is the kingdom's way of doing things. So the blessing means we follow the divine order, rules and structure, and governmental system and laws that the Father has set up as the way he wants it done. And remember when we talked about um, way back there when we were looking at the map, God said, choose a kingdom. Amen. And also in your example of of Ezekiel, of why the people who decided that they were going to not remain under God's kingdom, who decided they were going to run away or they were going to escape to another place, et cetera, et cetera. God said, this is what's going to happen to you because they left the blessing that comes as a as a result of being connected with the kingdom. The kingdom contains the blessing. That's where it's located. So if you leave the kingdom, what are you leaving? Most assuredly, the blessing. Exactly. And that's where the safety and protection and all that stuff is, is inside the kingdom. God has no obligation to uphold anybody else's kingdom. And he's not. He's going to only uphold his business and what he has um, agreed to and committed to doing. So for that reason, stay in the kingdom because the kingdom is good. That's everything you need. All provision is located and supplied there. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. We'll see you back next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember that we love you and we're praying for you and live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.